Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You know what it is? Dimly lit room on a Friday, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. So much information for you today. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The nine justices of the Supreme Court. Thirteen, just seven to twenty, one hundred and eleven justices of the Supreme Court. And why is the Supreme Court our general manager today? There are Democrats who are seriously discussing packing the court with additional justices. This must be slapped down immediately. Slapped. Slapped down. It must be treated like baby Hitler. You know, I had a... I had a chicken fried steak with gravy and mash and uh, hash browns on the side last night for dinner. That wow. might be my favorite all-time meal. It's oh, a good one. Eating inside a restaurant I hadn't eaten inside in like a year and a half. And um, and then the scale today says to me when I get on it, <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Just said, ah! ouch, ouch. <laughs> you're hurting me. <laughs> if you're not going to try, I'm not going to try, is what the scale said to me. Uh, man, chicken fried steak with gravy and, and potatoes, you said? Hash browns? Uh, hash browns. You know, nice. one of the great things about this, the, the weighing yourself in the scale thing, and I think it, it's, it fits to a lot of different life, the scale does not allow you to delude yourself. No. I wish there were other measurements that were as clear-cut, where I could step on the scale of, uh, I don't know, effort at work versus <laughs> laziness and procrastination. Like, I'm doing pretty good. And then you get on the old effort at work scale. Ooh. Right. <laughs> that extra long lunch I took the other day and spending all that time uh, looking at my phone. Apparently you saw that. What if there were a moral person scale? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You feel like you're like, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who's always shooting for a B since I was a little kid. And I feel like I'm hanging around like an 82%. My moral Morally scale. speaking? Yeah. yeah. You're a more accessible version of Thor's hammer. It is not about how strong you are. Yeah. It is only the worthy you can lift it. Yeah, but so I get on the scale, my moral scale. Ooh, a 62. Wow. Wow. I thought I was a pretty good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember, yeah. oh, that's right, that thing I did Wednesday. That probably wasn't oh, a good idea. Oh, and the lying about the right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what I need is the clear-cut line, because the scale just says to you, Okay, you can claim in your mind you're eating right, but remember last night or the other day? No, this sure. is that's what we need. That's going to be the the thing I invent. If I were a, a billionaire like Elon Musk or Bill Gates, instead of blotting out the sun like Bill Gates wants to do, I'd come up with a morality scale. <laughs> you step on every morning. Ooh, man! Yikes! I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Supreme Court. Um, as our general manager today. Yes. I suppose that's yeah. one thing we could axe Lon He Chen later. He is one of the better political pundits in America. Um, I, it was pretty big. It came out immediately. Nancy Pelosi said she's not going to bring that bill to the floor. Immediately. 
So I think no. that's a pretty big deal. And I'm reading the John Boehner book, as you know, if you're listening to the show, and uh, he says in one of the opening chapters that maybe the biggest power the speaker actually has is he's the one that decides what bills go to the floor and which ones don't, mm-hmm. no matter what. And uh, Nancy coming out immediately and saying that bill's not coming up for a vote is a, is a big deal. So I appreciated that. It's not a freight train at all, not even close to a freight train running toward backing the court. I have said some terrible things about Nancy Pelosi through the years, and I will probably repeat some of them today. I do believe, though, that she has an, uh, what would you, how would you describe it? An institutional respect for the United States government and the Constitution. She sees a lot of it differently than I do, but she is not willing to, for instance, pack the court, uh, you know, just fundamentally reorder American society in the way that a lot of the radicals in her party would. It's always hard to tell whenever a a, a politician makes a decision and it happens to back up with the polling. If uh, a majority of Americans Mm. were okay with more justices as opposed to the other way around, uh, what would her opinion be then? Yeah, right. Like uh, old Barry Obama and the gay marriage. The moment it was 51%, he saw the light. Currently, it's not popular at all, the idea of adding more Supreme Court justices. I also would like to know if... what if you uh, came up with the plan of yeah yeah let's 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 do thirteen justices and we'll add one every five years until we get to thirteen to try to spread it out? Would they would everybody that's so excited about it be even close to as excited about it? No, no, not at all. Spread over different presidencies and all that sort of thing. No, boy, I love that as a little test of their their actual uh, motivations. That's great. Yeah. Um, no, you don't understand. We just want to put four more Democrats on there. Yeah, we we actually do understand. <laughs> it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Let's introduce everybody on the squad. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing button, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How often do you wear a shirt with a collar? You think? Uh, not too, not too much these days. Mm. I just you uh, don't need to. No, I mean, do I have a collar on my shirt? No, I'm wearing a shirt, a T-shirt from Target that says PlayStation on it. Oh boy. No self-respect. $7 shirt. I I remember when you used to come into the radio station, everybody was wearing a dress shirt, a vest, a sport coat, a tie, a pocket watch. A bowler. And a hat (laughs) of their choosing. But how are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing good. I love uh, classic uh, commercial jingles. Like yesterday, we had the Scrabble one on the show. But um, I found old footage of Mr. Rogers getting pranked. And I'd like to play it for you, if you don't mind. The, the premise is that um, he sings this song, he puts on the sweater, and he puts on the shoes to entertain the kids, but what happened was the crew on his staff, they replaced his shoes with small shoes, so he couldn't get them on. So here's he, d- how- he doesn't stick them, does he? No, no. <laughs> what? What? Pulls out a knife. No. What? No. Now, here's, here's how it went. Ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good... <laughs> <laughs> Who's are they? They're Jimmy. Do you have mine on? Oh, well, that's... I thought, boy, does that feel strange. 
Wow. Was he swearing? It sounds like Mr. Rogers was dropping. Yeah. Wow. I was kind of surprised. C-bombs, F-bombs, we don't oh, know. Oh, jeez, no, no. We don't no. know. Quit it. Oh, that's uh, at, at once charming and disturbing. Did Mr. Rogers say, wasn't that C in accounting? Is it those Hershey's? Oh, Lord, stop it. I told you What's after last time, this is no joking matter. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, went out and uh, dined in an indoor place for the first time in... <laughs> A year and a half feels maybe. weird, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was. It was. Um, uh, met up with my dad. Both, uh, both uh, vaccinated, and um, you know, the uh, place is still using social distancing, and you know, the waiters are wearing masks, and you know, all that sort of stuff. But it was a, it was a, it was neat to get back out and feel somewhat like a normal person, or at least since I am not a normal, acting in a way that normal people act. Right. This is not my go. typical. Uh, behaviors, but yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was I realize great. I realize we have people listening in various parts of the country where you've been eating inside for nine months, but <laughs> around here anyway, they had been closed the whole time. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, which is exciting for me. April the sixteenth, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. So the only conclusion we can reach is that there must be a secret cabal of Antifa, deep state socialists who are really running things. Finally, finally, he woke up to the reality. Um, We got uh, mailbag on the way. Yes, we do. But first, it'll be cow clips of the week. Yes, love clips of the week. Yep. And we're getting all the news today. There was another horrifying shooting overnight. If you haven't heard that with. Eight dead, is that the number? Another day, another shooting. We're an angry country. Sick. Yeah. There is a disease about. It's yet to be named, but I think it's increasingly widespread. It's a combination of victimhood and anger. Yeah. I don't know. We'll get into this more later, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Do we have, you have the same conversation again? No, not really. No, it's a, it's a tragedy. It's terrible. It's horrible. Stop hurting people. You don't get to hurt people. Yeah. Everybody has problems. The guy you're shooting has problems as big as you do. You're not special. You're not the king and the queen of all victims. Snowflakes, toughen up. God. Anyway, more on that on the way. Our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Some theaters across the country that are showing all your Oscar-nominated films for five bucks to try to get people to go back into movies, talking about going back into restaurants. That'll feel weird, too, the first time I'm in a movie theater with uh, with people. Um, we also need to check in on Russia, which, which Axios, I'm um, happy to see, is really on that story. And Jonathan Swan feels like it's not getting enough attention. Oh, he's so good. And said that the, 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 the sanctions that Joe Biden announced yesterday are, are not as strong as they sound and aren't going to do anything. That's interesting. I've seen them hailed as strong and widespread right. across the, uh, the media of this great country. Strange that they would be biased and inaccurate. 
Oh, have you followed the Project Veritas uh, latest, where they went undercover and, and got a CNN kind of assistant director to uh, to jabber about CNN's goals and priorities and the rest of it? Delicious stuff. But right now, mailbag must wait, Michael. Whoa. Oh, yeah. A little uh, head fake there. There's close. Uh, Sean, I broke his ankles, man. My crossover is like, I'm, I'm the AI of radio. Anyway, uh, first we must do cow. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was cow clips of the week. Come on, kid, do it. He did it. He got the 710, Randy. He did it. Okay, well, what else would we be talking about? I'm here to promote my album. You're hard on Ted Cruz. You mean Lucifer in the flesh. I do believe in Marxism. It's a philosophy that I learned really early on in my organizing career. But when I viewed in the officer's reaction and distress immediately after that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in a tragic death. You know, I'm appreciative of of, uh, the officer, uh, you know, stepping down. That was the right thing to do. Y'all need to get up out of here with all that twisting up the media s***. Okay. Real shit. You don't know me. De minimus, de minimus, de minimus. Coinbase will be about the same market cap as Goldman Sachs. I know when I turn on a, a game, I want to watch a game. I want to watch players play. Separation, sanitation, ventilation. <laughs> Stay-at-home moms and dads should also have the opportunity to have LinkedIn do absolutely nothing for them. If your parent wants to come talk to me about how I'm not doing a good enough job in distance learning based on what you need as an individual, just dare them to come at me. After your biased piece on Governor DeSantis, I will only watch it one more time. How is Babby formed? Though a bed and breakfast where a murder happened is pretty much just a day's end. Why would I listen to a guy who's eaten 30,000 tacos or whatever you did? I, I, <laughs> it's raining tacos. No, it's not. <laughs> I said, among with others, we'd follow Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell if need be. That was 10 years ago. But the options are high risk, medium risk, and low risk to the American homeland. President Biden, unfortunately, has chosen the highest risk option available. Really, just put the duck in there, bro. Put the duck back. I believe the ginger assassin can drop the seven. Oh man, bro, put the duck back. <laughs> the voice of reason. Hey, if you're on team Pfizer, like I am, you're on team Moderna. I'm on team Moderna. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Belligerently so. <laughs> and there's a good reason for it, because those of you on Team Pfizer are going to have to get another shot. <laughs> because Pfizer came out and said it yesterday. Yeah, they're just the first Proving ones once to again, say it. Our shot is, is, is superior. Look at Mr. Two-Shot trying to shot-shame Mr. Three-Shot. <laughs> I got Mad- it right the first time. James, Mad- oh, yeah, how your yeah. blood clot's coming? Oh, my, my blood is too strong to clot. <laughs> Moderna's CEO is over there picking his nose. He hasn't even gotten around to l- looking into whether there needs to be a booster. Please. Your jealousy of my one shot is so palpable. Please. (laughs) Johnson and Johnson. Why don't you pause your bull crap there, Sean, huh? (laughs) Like your vaccine had to get paused. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Voltaire. 
I almost hate to to end the series of Voltaire quotes because I got a bunch more and they're really good. Mm, he but said I said we'd, we'd do them for a week. Oh yeah, well he was a writer. The human brain is a complex organ with the wonderful power of enabling man to find reasons for continuing to believe whatever it is he wants to believe. Huh. Yes, that sound very Voltaire. I wonder if that was. I wonder if that was uh, paraphrased. <laughs> Moving along to the correspondence proper. Uh, canceled in Sacramento uh, suggests a show that I ought to watch since I like the Americans. It's called For All Mankind. But he said, "Been listening to you since day one, before I had kids. Now my 21-year-old daughter and I love listening to you together." I've raised her to be an independent, small L libertarian. Your show provides good reinforcement. I realize, I realize it's supposed to make me happy, but that is crazy, crazy. Uh, moving along, uh, parlez-vous, Joe et Jack, Jacques. I found you all on Parlor, but you don't ever do anything. Correct. <laughs> I'd forgotten we uh, signed up for that. Uh, Jack Dorsey and Twitter are utterly, uh, they ought to have to register as a political action committee for the Democratic Party. I mean, they are so in the bag. And I'm willing to do the parlor thing, but I, I don't know. Would it take any work? <laughs> Is this going to require effort on my part? Yeah, but uh, Leon wants us to start doing that. So all right, I'll look into that. I promise I will. Uh, got some interesting emails on the uh, uh, attempt to use my credit card number on many thousands of dollars worth of tortillas and what is probably going on there. Uh, we don't have time to get into it. Another mass shooting, little known, but we'll hit you with a few details when we come back. Yeah, let's see. William writes, why is it that Donald Trump wants to pull out uh, of Afghanistan in May and all hell breaks loose? Now Biden's going to pull out on 9-11. Nobody says anything. Has, well, that's because all of politics is just a performance. Yeah, there's been a lot of that comparing and contrasting uh, reactions to the same plan. But anywho, it's pretty amusing, too. Yeah, we are leaving Afghanistan. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. sanctioned six Russian tech companies, including their popular streaming service, Netflix. Uh, yeah, because that's, no, that's great. Yeah, that's thank you, thank you, bud. But the Kremlin says any U.S. sanctions are illegal. Ooh. I like how the country that poisons people's underpants is like, no, hey, no, that's not fair. Wow. Yeah, yeah well man, said. One of the men who got poisoned, Navalny, who's in prison and apparently in very poor health, uh, opposition leader to Putin, uh, really unhappy with the sanctions, saying you didn't go after the right people, and that's what Axios is reporting also. We have to talk about that coming up later, because speaking of Axios, Jonathan Swan yesterday with a warning that, hey, big story we're not talking enough about is uh, the, the Russia putting troops and equipment on the border there, Ukraine. What, plunging Europe into war is something to be worried about? Um, and uh, having a plan for that. So anyway, also we're going to talk about uh, are we packing the Supreme Court or not. N- not anytime soon, but, it, uh, you know, we're moving the Overton window of the conversation, certainly. And I think that is an important point to make. I, I, if you ignore it saying, eh, it won't happen. Nancy's already said she won't have a vote. That's not enough. You need to blast the idea. You need to make it infamous. 
Another mass shooting in our iron law of mass shootings is practically everything you hear in the first 24 hours turns out to be wrong. So having any long discussions about that is pointless. There are some reports now that a guy with a gun tried to stop the guy with the gun and was shot dead. Um, but uh, the killer and himself add up to eight dead. The, okay. the shooter's dead. Okay. That's pretty much all we know at this point. A FedEx facility in Indianapolis. So, uh, recent development this week, James O'Keefe's Project Veritas released their series exposing CNN. They had one of their undercover people uh, feed a couple of drinks to this guy who's a, I think he's a technical director. Charlie Chester, his name is. He says it's one stop, it's one step below a director. Now, because I'm a fair-minded man, I'll point out a couple of things. I don't know how much editorial control this guy had. Probably not very much, but he's talking about the culture of CNN. And any, um, you know, any qualifiers I could give uh, before describing what the guy said about how, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. The truth is, it all absolutely rings true. So, you know, if any of it seems fishy to you, you feel free to let me know. But uh, he talked about a number of things. The most recent stuff that came out on uh, this morning, actually, um, he said, um, so I was trying to do some research on the Asian hate, like people getting attacked and whatnot. And a bunch of black men have been attacking Asians. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we, we're trying to help BLM. The optics of that are not good. These little things that are they're enough to set movements back because the far right will start to latch on and create stories like criminalizing an entire people, you know, just easier headlines that way, I guess. So <laughs> he's admitted what we've been saying. Yes, you know, violence against Asian people, old Asian people is terrible, but it's not some sort of Donald Trump related, you know, blaming them for the coronavirus. It's been a lot of uh, young black men assaulting uh, Asian people, and he's pissed off because they can't build the narrative he'd like to. It's also interesting and somewhat revealing, I think, that he says the far right will start to latch on and create stories criminalizing an entire people. Well, I suppose that's true. But why would you tailor your editorial content to, like, anticipate what the extreme would do? Why don't you just keep give people the facts? Let them decide. I guess that's not part of it. Uh, I think they probably have a different different definition of far right than you and I do. Yeah, you're probably you're absolutely right. Uh, they asked the uh, the CNN guy about covering shooters from different racial backgrounds, and he responded, "Yeah, I for the longest time the story was like people were lapping it up. It was like you know white guys for so long. I don't I don't think." I haven't seen anything about focusing on the color of people's skin that aren't white. They just aren't saying anything. You know what I mean? They're just not. All of a sudden, that story loses a little steam from it. They just leave it be. So, you know, if it's not a white guy, CNN has no interest in it, says assistant director at CNN. Well, that rings true. What if your job uh, at a news organization, this is what Sean's always talking about, what if your job, you're bonused on how many clicks or, uh, you know, times people look at your video or whatever, what would your approach to news be? I would uh, build a storyline, a compelling one, and feed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if you hire people and monetize them that way, which is what goes on a lot of places, then yeah. That's what you get. Yeah, garbage. Um, the, the main thrust of the early releases of this uh, latest round of tapes was that CNN was absolutely in the bag to get rid of Trump. 
And uh, there no are quotes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there are quotes here from the dude. I mean, it's like the world's smallest surprise. I'll just tell you, yes, the guy says we're 100% out to get Trump out of office. Okay? There you go. Is anybody surprised by that? Did anybody need proof of that? Now, this I found kind of interesting. Um, he admits that they would just create propaganda to damage Trump. Uh, uh, Trump's hand was shaking one day or whatever. Uh, we brought in so many medical people to tell a story that was all speculation, that he was neurologically damaged, he was losing it, he's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. That's what I think that's propaganda. Wow. Okay. And then he says a couple of things that I did appreciate because I've been claiming them for a long time. He makes it absolutely clear that fear sells, and they lean heavily on fear to get people to click. Uh, and he said, so, and, and then what's the next chapter at CNN? Watch it. You'll see it. I think there's COVID fatigue. So, like, whenever a news story comes up, uh, we're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in our office that once the public is, once they're open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate. I have a feeling like it's going to be constantly showing videos of a decline in ice and weather warming up and like effects it's having on the economy. Climate change is the next pandemic like story that will be to death. But that one's got longevity. You know what I mean? Like there's a definite end to the pandemic. It'll taper off to a point. It's not a problem anymore. But climate change can take years. So we'll probably just be able to milk that quite a bit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, and then he says, uh, are they using, do you guys really use fear to push, uh, viewership? Oh, yeah. He said, fear sells. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, and then he talks about leading guests on and interviewees. Any reporter on CNN, what they're actually doing is they're telling the person what to say. Yeah, it's oh, always yeah. like leading them in a direction before they even open their mouths. The only people that we will let on the air for the most part are people that have a proven track record of taking the bait. I think there's an art to manipulation, inflection, saying things twice. There's little sub subtleties on subtleties rather on how to manipulate people. <laughs> it's not doesn't come across as subtle as you think. I mean, it's not enough. Seems to change pretty the obvious world, you know? to me. Yeah, I, I think you also are, in, you know, pretty sophisticated in that world. This is what I do for a living. Yeah, so yeah, I suppose. Yeah. That. But like we, uh, Sean and I were talking the other day about how good. Um, and his name blotted out of my mind. The guy covering uh, the vaccines and everything like that. Uh, Good-looking hair. Um, uh, Robbie Suave? No. Uh, on the uh, the, the, the pandemic. Covering. I got no words in this sentence. Yeah, yeah. Alex Baldwin. Anything. Give, hard. Yeah. give us anything. <laughs> give us any word. Scott Gottlieb? Yes. Okay. How oh. good it is. They, you they... started with his hair, not the fact that he's the former director of the FDA. His hair? I started with things I could remember. For whatever reason, I remember that. <laughs> Whenever he's on Face the Nation, every Sunday, uh, the woman on there that's the host tries to lead him into some sort of Trump bashing or Fauci bashing, just something that would cause controversy, and he never takes the bait. I'm yeah. surprised they keep having him on. Yeah, But it's so obvious what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, and they did that with Fauci forever, including times when he would say, you know, I, I realize what you're trying to do, but I'm not going to do it. So, again, the only people that we let on the air, for the most part, are people that have a proven track record of taking the bait. Right. And look, and here's all I ask. Hannity is what he is. You know, Tucker is what he is. They're opinion hosts. They're they're not. They're uh, advocating. They're litigating a position, which is fine. There's a wonderful tradition of that in America. But think but how crazy it would seem if you were at an airport and they had Sean Hannity on the TV 
for All everybody to sit around right. and watch while they're waiting. Exactly. CNN but, is on because it's CNN. Well, it's middle of the road, so we'll leave It's that. just news. It's straight news. Uh, so uh, all I want the world to recognize is that CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Alphabet Networks in 60 Minutes, they are the Sean Hannity of the other side. Just admit it. They do admit it when you get a couple of drinks in them and a hidden camera. You know, it's a good palate cleanser. Did you have a point, Sean? Uh, the only thing I would like to add, from my understanding, these were uh, hidden camera stuff taken over the course of, like, five Tinder dates, and you shouldn't believe anything a guy says on the first five <laughs> Tinder dates. Just kind of a blanket rule. Wow. Yeah, you know, wow. Sean, I was going to be annoyed with you for arguing with the premise of the segment, that, but that is undeniable. So, a uh, palate cleanser, we did this late in the show yesterday, and I'm concerned. You know what a good palate cleanser is? Those, uh, what do you call them, Andes candies. What's the name? Those, like, chocolate, uh, chocolate mints that are like little rectangles. With the green uh, foil. Oh, those are oh, called Andy's candies. I think, yeah, Andy's candies. Are I they like roofies or no? Jeez, what the hell, Michael? No, I've never heard of it's them. It's a that's freaking why. mint. No, I've never heard what of them. What kind of turbo psycho are you? I've sure, you have. I've heard of Come them. Mints. <laughs> All right. Um, a palate uh, cleanser. Uncultured swine. Um, a palate cleanser is this jingle for Scrabble from the nineties. We really enjoyed this yesterday. It's winter's by the fire. It's summer's by the sea. Holidays and family. Yeah, it's Scrabble. America's good time game. Yeah! Yeah, it's Scrabble. America's good time game. Bradley. It's nice. winter's by the fire and summer's by the sea. <laughs> ah, it's beautiful. And as Joe pointed out yesterday, everybody playing that had <laughs> dreams of being a rock and roll star. Oh, yeah, the guy who wrote it was in a band for 10 years. They almost got signed. Oh, the guy playing guitar on there probably, you know, got a degree in guitar from a famous university and yeah. dreaming of groupies, and I'm playing the Scrabble jingle. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a payday. Uh, sure, I understand. Oh, hey, speaking of things we did late in the show that I really want to get on from yesterday, when uh, that report on our, the United States, U.N. ambassador, bad-mouthing this country in front of a so-called human rights panel. Oh, yeah, we should play that Horrible. again. Winners by the fire, summers by the sea. I'm sorry, that's right. We were cleansing our palate, and I just took another big bite of uh, Mongolian beef. America's good time game. America's yeah. good time game. Summers by the sea. Sing along if you know the words. It's holidays and family. Yeah, it's Scrabble. It's America's time game. Makes you, yeah. Makes you want to try to think of three words that start with a Z, doesn't it? <laughs> really? It's not a word. Yes, it is. <laughs> All that stuff we talked about on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Biden administration is re-engaging with the United Nations Human Rights Council. As U.N. Ambassador uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield says tonight, the U.S. will raise issues of equity and justice at the global scale, but will do so with humility, pointing out our own purported failures as a country. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. There you go. That's wow. our own U.S. ambassador to the U.N. 
went all 1619 project on us, woven right. into our founding documents. Right. And uh, Holy well, that is crap. that is your, what you said is exactly right. She's uh, she's a 1619 project person. And uh, that's the sort of crap China tried to use against us in the first meeting between the Biden administration and Xi's administration a couple of weeks ago in Alaska. And now that our ambassador has said it, I guarantee you, China got that on their news and oh, yeah. we'll be talking about in the future in uh, U.N. meetings. Yep, she's an America hater. She wants to tear down the country, uh, dispose of the founding documents. If you want to say that the principles that were so beautifully enunciated in the founding documents haven't been fully lived up to, all right, let's have that conversation because you're right. But to say that white supremacy is woven into the founding documents is a statement that you are anti-American. By the way, some of the other members on that council that she was apologizing for us being so bad to included China, Cuba, Libya, Nigeria, North Korea, Pakistan, where they'll stone you to death for being raped. Qatar, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, Sudan, Venezuela. Holy cats. I haven't watched the video of the brawl that broke out between parents and referees at an Indiana girls high school basketball game. Have you seen that? I have not, sir. Huh. Calls must have been going pretty bad. We don't want to fight the refs as a parent. Get, getting back to my theory. That's that a charge. No. She had her feet set. It's a whistle, not a lollipop. (laughs) I'm going to punch you in the face now. It's a whistle, not a lollipop. That's a good one to yell. There is a disease in America, Jack, a disease. What is that? It's victimhood plus anger, Hmm. and it manifests itself in violence. Uh, I think you're right, and if that is uh, you know, uh, behind a lot of things, including mass shootings, I don't know how you turn a culture around like that. I can't even imagine how that happens. Nuh-uh. I think possibly, uh, not that I want it, uh, you know, a war with China or something where we all really have something to worry about. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, well, that would help, quote unquote. You know, it's interesting in my lifetime of being a youth athlete through you know, being a young adult athlete to being a coach and an official at times and the rest of it, I have seen a huge change in how officials are treated, including volunteer officials, including kid volunteer officials. Our culture has changed significantly in that way, and it's troubling. Yeah. Um, another one of these stories. So you had a professor... Uh, used the N-word during a class at Columbia. And she is now going to have to lose her job. I'm sure she was using it in a uh, academic way as opposed to as a she, she dropped the N-bomb 11 times in a half a minute while recounting a conversation that she had heard between KKK members and someone else. And uh, she actually said the word. She's from some other country. Um, maybe she just wasn't hip to the fact that that is Voldemort, and you can't say it out loud. The decorated, even though you hear it all the time. The decorated attorney and professor at Columbia, who is white, was discussing legal implications of hate speech at the time, according to the report, and recounting this story about a KKK person talking to someone else. And uh. she's talking about hate speech and what it is or isn't in the United States during the lesson. The professor relayed this anecdote, and uh, students were aghast, apparently. And then after the class was over, the students got together and decided, what do we do about this? Clearly something terrible has happened, and decided to go public with it and talk to the university about the use of it. 
with one student saying, I remember her saying that telling people that they can't say the N-word in its full capacity is giving the word more power and giving racists more power without acknowledging that the word does hold more power when it's coming out of the mouth of white people and people that look like her from the group that ordered her uh, her removal. Little little extremists, little Philistines. According to her Columbia bio, Pokempner has specialized in analyzing compliance with international humanitarian law, war crimes, and violations of civil and political rights. Well, you can't have her teaching kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to know you can't say that word just because it is. But it's stupid that it's that way, and she's absolutely right. You give the word more power, and racists more power with it. But uh, apparently, at least the students at Columbia aren't smart enough to understand that conversation. How are corporate record companies, whatever that means these days, how are corporate entities at all putting out any music that has N-bombs in it? I don't know. Why are they not pressured? Well, because it's not coming out of a white person. Okay. All right. But if it's a magical incantation that you can't even speak theoretically, you'd think, you know, but that that's the depth of the hypocrisy. I, I can answer my own question, so so can you, but... It's just, it's crazy, people losing their careers over this. It's so amazing. Pfizer announced yesterday it's likely if you got that shot in sometime in the next nine months or a year, you're going to have to get another shot and then maybe get one yearly as long as we feel like the COVID is a crisis, I guess. Yeah, getting boosters. Yeah, I suspect you're going to hear that about all of the I mean, yeah. uh, vaccines. Also, they announced that uh, Moderna and Pfizer have about as many blood clots as uh, Johnson Johnson, they think. Do you just get the polio shot once? Yeah. That's a one-timer? That's my recollection. I, mean, yeah, I think it, so. It might be twice, but I think it's once. In fact, they don't even give it out anymore. There's no polio to right. you know, avoid. And that's where we'll be with COVID at some point. I just don't I know. I would what. hope, unless it evolves. Yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people make, a money, uh, make a lot of money off, off of us all getting that shot every year, so you always got to watch out for that. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Well, it's because there'd, be, there'd be billions of dollars at stake on deciding whether or not we should get the shot again every year. Sure. Billions of dollars. Oh, absolutely Which true, yeah. have to play a role. For me, though, it's just a few bucks. Armstrong and Getty.